Welcome to Storyboard. I'm Lars. I'm Meg. We talk about movies and TV we love, loathe, and can't believe no one's talking about. Today we're exploring our favorite hidden gems. And Julianne Moore going full goop. And Todd Haynes' nice 95 film, Safe. Alright, so I guess today we're talking uh, about hidden gems. Yes. Highlighting some hidden gems. Yeah. Just some selections. Yeah, part one of me. Yeah. So, um, what are... I mean, I guess this is sort of sort of personal. Yeah, um, it's hidden know. from you know, hidden from us as a viewer, I guess, or hidden. I wrote mine. I wrote my little list as hidden. I don't hear other people talking about yes. it, but mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean there's not like a big critical body of work about it. I definitely know a few of these have quite a bit of academic writing about them. <laughs> not that that is accessible yeah. to the general public. <laughs> is it next not on JSTOR? JSTOR, yeah, JSTOR, JSTOR articles, okay. just so many, so many hits, but okay. um, which makes them sound really unfun. Yeah. Not. Uh, so my first hidden gem, partially because it's hard to access, frankly, is uh, Todd Haynes' 1995 movie Safe with Julianne Moore. Mm -hmm. Um, So I saw that movie with... The two of these movies are movies that my mom and I have, like, long-running inside jokes about, and Safe is one of them because she tends to have a lot of allergies. Um, She's almost... Anytime she's, you know, having some kind of, like, allergy fit because of someone's tacky perfume, we're like, oh, Julianne Moore, Safe! (laughs) You need to go live in a bubble! (laughs) Uh, but the basic premise is that Julianne Moore, so it's from 1985, it's set in 1987. Julianne Moore is like, you know, a valley, like San Fernando Valley housewife who slowly develops these symptoms that appear that she's got some kind of like immunity disorder or some kind of like, she's basically allergic to contemporary industrial life. Um, so, you know, a lot of people see it as an allegory for like AIDS epidemic and the kind of culture baggage around that. But um, it's such a great. Julianne Moore role where she is playing this kind of like frightened victimized woman where you're not really clear on how much of it is like this internalized anxiety and how much of it is that she's generally like she's genuinely being terrorized yeah I think that's what I remember from it was I'm like oh wait are we supposed to see her as crazy or like a, a victim or, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's really happening or it's all in her head. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, mean, I think that's, and that's really, yeah. I think he leaves that unresolved. And I think it's so relevant to today because you, you know, she definitely pursues kind of alternative healing. It's very much that goop branded lifestyle mm. of like a guru <laughs> who tells you that it's you, you don't love yourself enough. And if you just loved yourself enough and gave yourself like, you know, like pure foods and like clean air. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you just treated yourself well enough that you can overcome things, like she kind of falls for this like yeah. guru situation. And um, I feel like that's never really gone away mm-hmm. um, since the 60s, 70s. But I feel like there's a real resurgence right now where people are very much engaged in magical thinking. And it's really that same type of woman. It's like this affluent white woman yeah. who's kind of got like a drab life, but there's this idea that almost she has she feels she has to have physical symptoms of her illness in order to or her malaise or, or her whatever. malaise like she, she, the physical symptoms almost yeah. manifest because there's no other way they can be taken seriously hmm. it's just such it's also just like a great like if you want to see someone like go over the deep end sometimes of. i like that i think i liked it in this movie but sometimes movies like that like i was talking about deep water or waters or whatever oh, right. you know yeah. with jennifer Con- with eyebrows 
and it made me feel crazy. So yeah. sometimes it's like it depends. It really you depends. Know, but I, I mean, think, Todd Haynes is great, so I'm, yeah. I was on board. But and I mean, he just really knows how to kind of like delve into that sort of loneliness, like the loneliness of modern life or sort of post-industrial society. And I think he really understands women's loneliness really yeah. well. So my uh, first one, and these aren't necessarily in any kind of order, yeah. but um, this is a, not opposite of that, but um, Quick Change, 1990. Um, I didn't really look up what else this director has done, so, uh, but Howard Franklin, uh, and, and it said on IMDb, and also Bill Murray co-directed, so, in a nutshell, it's just, uh, it's a, a romp, a comedy. Mm. Uh, it's a Bill Murray comedy, and it's just one of those, like, I think our kind of theme of the Hidden Gems is also, like, it's I, it's not even that it's, like, my favorite. It's just, like, I can't believe more people aren't talking about yeah. this. Why aren't there more think pieces right. in, like, Vulture or AV Club or something? So, or maybe there are, and I just haven't looked it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, quick change. Um and it's got Gina Davis in it, so which oh, I'm on board for. So yeah, and uh, Randy Quaid. So you know the, the powerhouse <laughs> okay. that is yeah. hills the and hunk. valleys, hills and valleys. <laughs> yeah. So you know the hunk uh, that is Randy Quaid. Yeah. So um, and then Bill Murray. So those three mm-hmm. are bank robbers, and they're just trying to get out of the city. So they pulled out, like the perfect heist or whatever. Ooh. They're just trying to like get out of the city, but like, things keep going wrong. Which sometimes those sort of movies. Like, meet the parents style or whatever. You know, that's just, like, stress <laughs> factories of just, yeah. like, stuff going wrong. Sometimes I hate that. But it's pretty charming. Um, and sometimes you just see so that. It's a comedy? It's a comedy. It's a straight comedy. up comedy. Right, okay. And it's so, I don't know. Like, I just feel it's so prescient. I don't know. It's just a great comedy. It's timeless. And I can't believe I've never heard anyone talk about so it. So is it, like, a bizarro baby driver? <laughs> <laughs> bizarro baby driver? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Um, oh, wait, was that about a... I've forgotten everything about it. Is that about a heist or something? <laughs> it's about, like, there's, like, a heist and okay. then it I only wrong. remember I the music and headphones that and, movie like, was not cars. For me. That movie and, is not for me, but this okay. movie sounds more, like, up my Yeah, alley, I think so. it's fun. I've been really into 80s, 90s, kind of dumb, fun sort of yeah. movies that are, like... I mean, not totally dumb, but the ones that I'm, like... I mean, I hadn't heard of this one, but, you know, certain... Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Quick Change, Quick change. is my first one. So my a second film, I'm just going to keep with the films that are an in-joke between me and my mom. <laughs> so in 1996, Albert Brooks directed oh, Mother, which I love so much that my ex-boyfriend got it for me on DVD, <laughs> which I mean, I have maybe seven DVDs, so that's just how right. much I love this film. Um, so Albert Brooks plays a writer uh, who's recently divorced and moves back in with his mother um basically not because he has to but because he feels like the reason all of his relationships fail is that he has a bad relationship with his mother so it's very like 90s like psychoanalytical mm-hmm. kind of uh, analyze meditation this. yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's basically analyze this <laughs> yeah <but> good yeah <laughs> and debbie yeah. reynolds so debbie reynolds plays oh. his mother so she is very much that kind of Subtly um, undermining mother, like a second guessing mother. What? Debbie Reynolds? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't know the cameras were rolling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just like a delightful kind of family comedy um, about your relationship with parents as an adult and realizing that they're imperfect human beings who have flaws and dumped their baggage on you without knowing it. Um, there's also a lot of great scenes. 
like if you had a grandparent who loved to shop with like discount, there's a lot of really good <laughs> scenes with like discounted cheese, generic ice yeah. cream. Um, Speaking of ice cream, okay, that's the one thing I remember. I know about this movie. I mean, yeah. I've seen a lot of Albert Brooks films yeah. and I love them. Um, including The Muse. I don't love it, but I remember seeing it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah you seen that? Don't. We need oh, to we check can. that out again. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I remember in the ad, a whole scene within the trailer of this Sweet movie. Sweet was like That was like, the protective ice yep. and the ice cream. Yep. Well, that's a protective ice. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Sorry. That's just like it's, in my brain. Yeah. Sweet Tooth ice cream. It's the generic. This is a movie I've seen a lot. Okay. So, okay. It's the generic ice cream for generic sherbet. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, this ice cream is colorless. And she says, look under the protective Protective ice. My next one is, now this is kind of a difficult title because it's going to sound like I'm saying occult is my passport. Like occult, like witch stuff, whatever. But it's it's a cult. A space A. Cult is my passport, and not a um, cult as in a, I don't know, was it like a baby horse or some shit? I have no idea. Um, but I guess like a gun. I don't know anything about guns, uh, nor should mm. I. But um, a cult is my passport from 1967. I'm going to butcher everyone's name. I'm sorry. But it's by Takashi Nomura, um, and I'm not familiar with their work um, other than this. But the star of it, I have seen other films with him, Joe Shishido. And I don't mm. know if you've seen any kind of, like, Japanese films from the 60s, but he's the guy that um, had, like, cheek implants or whatever. And so his she has, like, chipmunk cheeks. It's the weirdest thing. Because I was like, man, this guy's got a very peculiar face. <laughs> like, I was watching, like, Branded to Kill or whatever, different movies. And then I looked up and like, oh, no, he had cheek implants. I don't know why. No, cheek meaning cheek bones or, like, full-on Alvin like, and the Chipmunks, like... It is... You, you need to look it up. I mean, I'm it's just, like... Yeah, Joe. just, like, that's the easiest way. Joe, so J-O, and then Shishido, like, S-H-I-S-H-I-D-O. I think that's oh, right. Oh, like... like the <laughs> I just wrote on my notes, cheek implants, exclamation point. So, uh, while you're looking that up... So, um, honestly, it's been a minute since I've seen this, but it's one of those, like, deep-cut kind of criterion or essential, um, art house movies. And I think it's just sort of like a Japanese gangster movie. Um, I just remember the ending being really amazing, so I wish I had more to say, but it made enough of an impression on me for me to, uh, recommend it. <laughs> so, uh, Oh I my just, gosh, sorry. Okay, I just looked <laughs> What? Full stop. Yeah, no, you are not kidding. It looks like he's he got pa- some. He's, he's packing he some. Packing some. Some nuts for winter in there. <laughs> so yeah, that's ah. just Google it, everyone. Um, but yeah, it's just if you just want like a really um, fast moving, great um, like Japanese sort of gangster movie. Um, I mean, like kind of the cool kind of gangster, not boring old you know, mobster movie. Right, right, Sorry, right. that's not my, that's not my thing. Anyway, um, so it's kind of like it's a just Yakuza, Yakuza, Yakuza style, world, you know, kind of, okay. Guys like in like little slim suits and like sunglasses, Ooh. just like in awesome cars. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, honestly, I, I probably should have watched the trailer before this, but I didn't have time. Um, but it's just, it's Fair. got this really great ending. It's like one of the best endings, um, that I won't go into, but a little, they pull a switcheroo if I remember correctly. Ooh. So a cult, is a cult. It's okay. my passport, which also is a great title. Yeah, that is so, a good one. Yeah. Um, so my next one is Wings, original title Krila. Wings the 90s series. Wings, it's, Obviously. It's, I don't know. Like, I think that is like a movie. Feathered hair. And <laughs> Ooh, Tony Shalhoub is in it. So. 
Sorry. It all connects. It all connects. It all comes back it's around. a shared universe. <laughs> no. Um, no. So this is a 1966 Larissa Shapitko movie. Um, so the original title is Krila, and it she's better known for The Ascent. That's probably her most I've famous that. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bit later. That's like late 70s. This one is 1966. And so it's it's a Soviet film that's very much, you know, it's kind of during the thaw. So it's like that um, Khrushchev era Soviet film that's just like a slice of life. And it follows a woman who was a fighter pilot during World War II, which they call the Great Patriotic War. Uh, World War II looms extremely think- large in Russian oh, culture and society okay. because... I mean, just the facts are that the Soviet Union won World War II for the Allies. Like, there's just no question. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is that they really had, like, all hands on deck. There was a lot of suffering um, and sacrifice on the part of Soviet citizens anyway. <laughs> uh, that included a lot of women who were in the front lines um, in the Army and in um, their Air Force and she, so this is imagining she was like this decorated pilot during World War II. Um, and now, 20 years later, she's just like this bureaucrat in a provincial city trying to make sense of life. Um, you know, she has an adopted daughter who's an adult who's chosen this life that's very foreign to her because the daughter immediately, you know, upon becoming an adult, gets married and has a kid. and she feels very sort of separated, alienated from that kind of like cozy home life. Um, Anyway, nothing, well, the ending is really fun and interesting, but um, you're just trying, you're just watching this woman, she's a middle-aged woman trying to figure out what her place in a society is after she's given this like huge sacrifice and supported Mm -hmm. this war effort so much. Um, And it's kind of like the come down from that, like the now what? And I just think it's one of the best depictions of that I've ever seen. Especially like that sort of, it's like a midlife crisis. Um, But in the 60s Soviet Union, like a provincial city, it's great. Yeah. Our next one is Variety from 1983. Um, Betty Gordon, unless it's like Bet Gordon or something, but like Bet Midler, I don't know, but um, Betty Gordon. Um, and I know she was kind of in that like New York filmmaker scene. Because, um, well, and also, so this uh, film is basically about, um, I'm trying to remember, it's been a minute. So, or at least I'm like, ah, I should have watched the trailer. So, about a young girl in, 20, in her 20s in New York, and she's trying to find a job, and she becomes the what do you call it? Like she just sells the tickets, the the box office kind of uh, mm-hmm. person at a porn theater, and then so she's just kind of exposed to this sort of different element of these like kind of gross men coming in there. <laughs> but so she'll, so in that, not necessarily because of that, but kind of adjacent to that, she kind of has like sort of a sexual awakening, and then she starts to see this kind of um, I don't know if a sort of low level gangster guy, um, but it was more of like one date. But then she, I mean, I might as well just she um. She sort of like stalks him, but she puts on like a like a beret and like a trench coat and like glasses and like like there's like sexy saxophone music and Who she's among like, us? And Who she, among I mean, us hasn't, hasn't stalked some fifty five year old low level <laughs> gangster. 
Um, it's a proto Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's like having a little adventure. It's more like it's kind of just adorable. <laughs> like she's yeah. having this little adventure. Yeah. We've all kind of. I mean, you know, been like, ooh, like, what if I just like spied? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Just like I was a little spy. Um. So, yeah, sort of just. I mean, I know sexual awakening is such a dumb way to put it, but she's just like she's feeling her oats. She's just feeling things out. Um. It's got great soundtrack. I think John Laurie that did. Jarmish stuff. I think he did the music, uh, or at least early Jarmish stuff. And Nan Golden, the uh, photographer, uh, does the cameo. Uh, well, actually, like as herself, she was really a bartender at a certain bar that they filmed at. And Whoa. so, yeah, you know, just got Nan Golden there. And I think Cookie Mueller is in it too. Is another person on the scene there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just it got a great vibe. Like if you great, just like, yeah. I mean, you can like, turn this. Yeah, it's more of like a mood thing. If you're like, I want to see some pre Giuliani New York. Ooh. Uh, where yeah, which is it's Before own he like all the homeless people. Yeah, it's basically its own subgenre is like pre Giuliani New York. Yeah, uh, just like just those vibes. The famed, the like much mythologized, <laughs> <laughs> dirty New York. Okay, variety, variety, the spice of life. <laughs> yes, that's the full title. <laughs> that's the full title. Um, well, neither of mine connect to that in any way. So, like, there's no easy transition. <laughs> anyway, the other main ones. Um, so, next on my list is a 1976 Spanish film called Cria Cuervos uh, by Carlos Sara. So, it was released as Franco was uh, on his deathbed. So, it's really the end. The Spanish dictatorship ended in a really strange way. It was just kind of like withering away very quickly. Um, and the basic premise is there's a little girl. Um, it's very focused on the interior life of a little girl whose uh, mother has passed away. And then uh, her father dies quite suddenly. And she hates her father. And she thinks that she has poisoned him because she... I don't think this is spoiling anything, really. <laughs> that she... She you she put something in his drink that she thought was poison, but it actually turns out to be baking soda. But this like well, that's pretty gross. Like pretty right. <laughs> it's like worse than <laughs> I just poisoning. still right over. Just oh, right over. Sick. <laughs> Kids like these, forget it. I'm kicking off. Um, and you know it's just kind of dealing with. So he was an army officer under the dictatorship. So you know there's kind of this. It's not heavy handed, but this theme of like this dictatorship dying quite suddenly and then this child, these people kind of having to deal with how to navigate life after that. And um, it's very focused on the internal life of children, which I think is so interesting. You know, I think so often we think of like kids, like a happy childhood, like kids <laughs> yeah. and what a, what an innocent time. Yeah, trouble, <laughs> care of the world. Yeah. I think that those people don't remember being a child at all. I think that this film really deals with like the anxiety and the I confusion. was just going to say, all I remember from childhood is being anxious Yes. Uh, about how my mom was going to react to that I was constantly spilling food on my carpet in my room. That's all. Sorry. That's just like, See, it's like that's like things. honestly, my childhood is just me trying to not spill or trying to cover up. That's such a specific thing. So like, it's so frightening to my mother. Small, like, but yeah, yeah, like this, like to a kid, they're so big. And they're I huge, think because you don't have any way of comparing, because especially if someone's yelling at yeah. you about a thing, you're like, well, I guess this is the biggest thing yeah. ever. And there's yeah, no very yeah. myopic. But not because it's just all you know. Yeah, it's like I put a thing in my dad's drink because I hate him, and then he and then he died, and I guess I killed him, and then like I guess I should keep this secret. Mm. I don't know because it's just it's like these biblical. Minor things. Like, anyway. Yeah, these kids, 
these kids in this movie are just, I think, so... They're great actors, and I think they're so great at expressing that... All the secrets kids have, because kids have a lot of secrets, and they also have a lot of um, interpretations of the world that may not gel with adult interpretations, but I don't necessarily think that means that they're, like, (laughs) incorrect. Yeah. Um, Interesting exploration of how lonely and scary it is to be a kid. I also have a theme going through this that's, hey, I remember this movie, I haven't seen it in a while, so... Yeah, don't get mad at me if I forget details. Um, This is one I saw quite a while ago. I got really into a Czech New Wave kind of thing, which I'm still in. Um, I just, I was really exploring it heavily for a while. So this is, um, I've seen this under different titles, but I'm just going to call it Who Wants to Kill Jesse from 1966. Oh my God, this name. Uh, Vaklav Vorlikek, Vorlikek, I don't know. Yes, you can just look it up. Who Wants to Kill Jesse? (laughs) And, um... From what I can remember, again, I should have probably looked at a trailer, is um, a guy that I think reads a certain comic book and then, I don't know, he's dealing with some shit in his life or whatever, and his, like the comic book heroine or whatever like comes to life into his real life and like I think also the villains and so it's just very pop art like it'll just like have like a bubble of like what someone's saying oh, and they're dressed the same way they are in the comic book and it sounds like it's really... Like, um, like absurd or abstract, but it's actually just like really fun. And yeah. I can't believe more, I never have seen anyone talk no, about it, write an article it. Yeah. about it. And again, I know it's, it's been like six years since I've seen it, but it made enough of an impression where I'm like, I still remember it. And I'm like, a comic book coming to life, but like in, um, the Czech, well, I guess Czechoslovakia, Czech Republic. And, um, I don't know. It was just really yeah. like adorable, but like in a, the, the best way. Um, so yeah, if you like pop art, if you like check new wave, um, or, uh, yeah, comic books, I don't know, but not like Marvel. <laughs> it's basically a Marvel movie. Um, yeah. So who wants to kill Jesse? Who wants to kill Jesse? <laughs> yeah. Marvel of the 60s. Yeah, it's basically the Ant-Man and the Wasp. I don't even know, like enough about them to, <laughs> the, the, the Avengers. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Age of Ultron for the <laughs> check new wave. I don't know. Um... Okay, well, I think I can... Sp- speaking of, like, a, a new wave um, type of director... Oh, this is just a bridge that isn't going to... Yeah, you're like, gonna, speaking of bridge. humans and movies... <laughs> speaking of people that make movies, including in the 60s... Um, uh, French director Agnes Varda, who... Ooh. I mean, I feel like... She's my girl. Like, the most... What's our most famous movie? Cleo from 5 to 7? Is That's that probably that. her most famous is probably she's gotten kind of famous in the last couple of years yeah, actually which i think just for i don't mean this, cool. i don't for being alive and being yeah. like i don't mean that she's in the mix for no, being like, like, like hey like we're i think we're very aware of celebrity deaths in the last in the last yeah <laughs> sorry last few years i'm getting choked up about it um <laughs> and uh so i think we're just like we're really trying to be grateful for the yeah. filmmakers and actors um that are alive and now and so yeah I, it was I'm, and a, I'm a bridge between sort of like eras of filmmaking mm-hmm. and um so this is no. so my favorite movie of hers uh has been a favorite since high school so this is one i probably like you have not seen in at least five years mm-hmm. um but the gleaners and i is her 2000 film that's a documentary where it's sort of um it's a big ad for imperfect produce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, get on that imperfect produce. I mean, hey. <laughs> you know, it's it's in that right in the era. So it was released right in the era where, at least 
for my political thinking at the time, was definitely very focused on globalization and mass consumerism and just like the waste of like a neoliberalized society, like global society. You're thinking so deeply, and I'm just like, this is the Bill Murray <laughs> I'm like, movie. I'm, I'm like, this is a boring. You're like, seminar. it's a post-capitalist. <laughs> no, I mean, home. I have to. You just have to understand what kind <laughs> of like teen I was in the year 2000, and so oh seeing I, like this film about. So I'm making it sound really serious. It's no, not no, serious no. I know. Film. I'm just, I'm just very. In it's awe. just so she basically, you know, there's the poem, the um, sorry, not poem, the <laughs> you wish. portrait. You, wi- we can write a poem you about it right man. now. <laughs> Spoken word. Here we go. <laughs> uh, there's the sort of a famous painting, the Gleaners uh, fleeing before the storm. I'm probably mangling that title. I don't remember the artist, but it's a really famous portrait in. Mm-hmm. Um, gleaning is a really famous sort of long-running tradition in French society where after the harvest, people could go and glean the rest, like to the apples that weren't, you know, harvested as part of the farmer's, you know, harvest for market. Um, but that's also carried over to grocery stores and uh, open-air markets. And so she just, Agnes actually just goes and hangs out with people who glean a lot. So that it's like people who glean sort of following in that medieval tradition of gleaning after a harvest people who glean from farmers markets people who glean even like technological yeah i mean really like dumpster diving um and it's just such a heartwarming charming meditation on what it's like to kind of live in like like a little bit in the margins My last one is there again no connective tissue between the two, but um, this is something that this is a film that I cannot believe people aren't talking about constantly. It's such a great movie, The Hitcher from 1986. Um, the director is Robert Harmon, um, but I think the headline is like the the cinematographer um, I believe is John Seal who did Mad Max Fury Road and like okay. I think some sort of like Australian yeah. uh, other Australian that stuff. Really familiar to yeah. So, um, again, I should have, I kind of like typed some stuff. I'm like, is this right? Um, I think it's D. <laughs> Thomas Howell, but it's, uh, I know for sure, Rudger Hauer is the villain. He's the eponymous hitcher. He is the hitcher. The hitcher. And Jennifer Jason Lee is in it as well. And oh. it's just a basic story of like, and sometimes these road movies where it's just like, oh, there's a crazy guy after me. It yeah. can be real snooze fest. Yeah. But it is such a well-done movie. So it's like a pure, like, if you're just like, hey, man, I just want an action movie, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a... So it's horror in that it's like, holy shit, I hope this never happens to me. So it's horrific. But it's more of like a thriller action kind of movie. So if you just want, like, a dumb, fun movie, or if you're like, I want a really well-made movie with great cinematography, great, like, plot mechanics or whatever you want to call it, um, it just fits the bill all around. It's just yeah. a fucking great just movie. A fun. And it's on YouTube. I, th- I mean, as of right now, on YouTube. Pebbles for free. the metal. Yeah. No, really. <laughs> it's it's like funny about it. It's but. so good. I, I just can't believe it. And there might be a cult following that. With all yeah. these movies, there could be a cult following. I'm not well, aware like of VHS fans. You just never know. Yeah. But, so, um, but it is one of my favorite. I've never heard of films. It. Yeah. Honestly, like if you're just ready for some thrills and chills or whatever. Mm. Um, and yeah, The Hitcher. Okay. All right, so it's time for Pitch Generator. So I'm leading this week, this fortnight. <laughs> this episode. Yeah. Um, all right, so here's what I got. This okay. is what I want to see. Okay. I want to see Matt Berry 
of mm-hmm. of Toast of London and such uh, in a rock opera, which I, I can't believe I'm saying the words that I want to see a rock opera. But I want to see <laughs> just exclusively Matt Berry doing like a rock opera musical. Okay. Um, jukebox musical, whatever. No. Um, and I am aware that he did do one for like BBC in like 2004. It's called ADBC. And I think it has something to do with like jesus or something i don't okay. know it doesn't matter like so jesus there's a version superstar yeah so I, i'm okay. just saying okay i'm aware of that that already exists but um i want them to get it right this time that's what i'm saying okay. so yeah so what do you got for so me i'm Who's really throwing a little bit of a Ooh. wrench in the works yeah. here because i had a setting that i wanted that's my wild card which is like my default wild card okay. uh so new york outer boroughs in the 70s so we're talking All queens right. We're talking Staten Island. We're Ooh. talking. Wait, is he putting on an accent in betwixt the songs? I, is he like, uh, I think, like a Staten Island accent? I think he may need to. My my actor okay. is Rosie Perez. So okay, <laughs> okay. I think we've we got, struck gold. I think we may have found the perfect setting oh, yeah. for like a gritty rock opera. It's like taking right. place kind in of a Staten Island ish. Yeah, but with but with, with Matt, Matt Berry, Berry obviously the, the perfect Spike Lee. I think when I think New York, I think Matt yeah. Berry. But um, like Matt Berry and kind of like a little like seventies like cabbie mm, cap. Like yeah. I can kind of feel that. I can feel it. Um, and he's obviously writing the music too. Yeah, he is. Rosie Perez, I feel like she would be fabulous as, like, a love interest slash mm-hmm. landlady. Okay. Something like yeah. that in a walk-up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, did he just move from London? I think Or he's is he, like, to. pretending that he's from New York? Can is that the joke? Can accent? This is a question. Probably not. Perhaps the joke is that he can't, you know, rather than be, like, Tom Hardy and Venom struggling through trying to do a okay. New York accent, trying to play it serious, mm-hmm. he can just be very bad at it. Okay. But... Kind of a la Stephen Toast. Yeah. Okay, okay. yeah. So basically, it's Toast of London, <laughs> but in New York, in like Staten Island, New York. What you're saying is you're casting Stephen Toast as... It's like he's being miscast. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm, I'm watching. I mean, I'm if I heard it. that was a project, I would I, I would watch it ten I times. I just love Rosie Perez, and I would love to see her as like the romantic lead in something again. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Actually, I feel like they are possibly similar ages, so you don't yeah. get into the weird, like, May-December mm-hmm. thing you so yeah. often do with... Uh, Can she sing? We'll, we'll see. Out. We'll find out. <laughs> We're about to find out. Coming this summer. Otherwise, we'll be taking uh, taking applications for her singing voice from yes. unknown mm. unknowns. Well, Meg, do you have any recommendations or anything you've been watching or anything like that? Yes. So the reason that I brought my wild card of the New York Outer Bros in the 70s is that I recently watched uh, Brian De Palma's Sisters, Mm. his 1973 movie. I had never heard of this movie, and then a friend of mine mentioned that he wanted to see it. And when he looked it up online, the trailer... uh, that was the first result was the Tina Fey and Amy Poehler oh, comedy, a real, oh. a real gem. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> so this movie like, really doesn't have trailers that you can easily see online. Hmm. It's just a bunch of clips, and then there are a bunch of interviews with Brian De Palma. But um, basically, uh, Jennifer Salt, who is in Soap and uh, Midnight Cowboy, is an investigative reporter in Staten mm, Island. With a she, crazy hairdo. Oh, I remember that. It's like... It's a 30 layers a of... Mullet. Yeah. A real, yeah. A real feather job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. She's a real, real feather, feather job. job. 
and yep. she is a pretty rad investigative style reporter, but she witnesses a murder. And Margot Kidder, who mm. was at Lois Lane in Superman, like the yeah. Superman movies, mm-hmm. she plays uh, this Quebecois ingenue <laughs> type Ooh. involved. Uh, and then William Finley, who was in a lot of Brian De Palma movies. Also plays a deeply creepy doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's in a lot of the Palma stuff. Um, and it, it, there's a really cool like split-screen element to some of the action that mm-hmm. seems really cheesy, but is really effective. Yeah. So check it out. It's uh, You can stream it on Amazon. It's a Criterion movie, so there are a few places available. And I've got uh, just one little quick recommendation for uh, if you like a nice British show that you can fall asleep to, maybe, or learn something (laughs) from, um, it's QI, the British uh, panel quiz show hosted by Stephen Fry, and they just have different guests, and so it's like quiz, like informational, so you learn some things, um, but really it's just comedians and panel show people it's riffing. riffing yeah and, and so is sue perkins on it sometimes? so sue, t- sometimes sue perkins i would say and look so for the sh- sue from yeah bake from off. british bake off so i'd say look for the episodes i mean just like find online i don't know where yeah. the hell it is so look for episodes with david mitchell of peep show uh bill bailey of black books um sue perkins and this random guy sean Locke that i've never heard of otherwise except on panel shows but he's hilarious sean Locke, a panel regular exactly <laughs> so yeah um if you just want to like learn a little bit of something but maybe just have something real nice and chill british to fall asleep okay, to nice um it's a nice fall go to sleep show <laughs> yeah Get on your jam jams yeah exactly well thanks for listening uh, if you like what you hear you can leave us a rating and a review if you're really nice and you can subscribe to keep up with all of our hijinks and if you don't like what you hear, please do not shame us publicly. <laughs> please send us an email instead. Uh, that said, we actually do want to hear from you. So if we mention something that jogs one of your own movie memories, or if you have a couple of elements that you want us to riff on in Pitch Generator, whatever it is, you can send us an email at storyboardpod at gmail.com or via Instagram at storyboardpodcast. And let us know if we can use your name or mention your message on the podcast. And I'll put those links in the episode notes.